Welcome to Will It Game, the podcast about pitching crappy board games from one board family. I'm your host, Ryan Gatowski, joined today by... Rick White, and I'm running out of witty things to say. Um, it's so, okay. It's only been hey, a couple hey, hey, guys, how's it go? I don't know. I don't know. That's terrible. I'm tired. I don't, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, yeah, you're getting uh, old, Rick. So Whatever, just keep going. All right, so tonight on the show, we have Tom Vassell of the Dice Tower as our guest judge. Tom, how are you doing? Well, pretty good, but I'm a little concerned. If you can't even think of a way to say hi, how can you think of a game? He you used know, all the brain energy on the game. That's and to why. be fair, I've just got a bot that makes the pitches now. Um, I just type in the topic and it throws them in, reads all the BGG game descriptions, pulls out words, and that's what comes out. Isn't this a thing already? Yes, Dr. Kanizia does it. (laughs) Or is Dr. Kanizia the robot? Is he himself? Man, I think we should start this conspiracy. I mean, truth theory statement. Truth theory. There we go. There we go. So, Tom, so everyone knows you as you are... You are board game media royalty um, in a lot of people's books. So, Tom, tell us about the Dice Tower. Tell us about what you do online with board games media. Well, I appreciate that. I don't quite agree with that statement. But, yes, I I run a website uh, where we uh, have a podcast that we do. Uh, Me and my co-host, Eric Summer, Mandy Mandy Hutchinson, and Suzanne Sheldon. We do a weekly podcast about board games, and then we do I have a YouTube channel where we put up daily videos about board gaming about one or two or three or four or five or six a day um, reviewing various board games, doing various top tens. I also run a couple conventions, which I hear used to happen. Yeah, Um, conventions. Yeah, it's like an ancient tales of yore and uh that's pretty much yeah i just talk about board games all the time we will tell stories of board games next to fires in a few years you know as we sit under overpasses and say yes back in the day we used to go to these large arenas and play board games with friends and strangers and children will say that sounds made up my kids already watch when we're watching tvs and movies immediately if somebody hugs on screen they're like six feet social distancing i'm like wow that was quick (laughs) yeah Um, that's the truth of that yeah so tom how long have you been doing the dice tower i know you've been doing it full-time for many years but how how old is the dice tower now as as a uh media organization uh, maybe 2002 Uh, 18 years about, I mean, the name came into being when we started the podcast, but before that I was writing reviews. My first review was in 2002. I didn't call it the Dice Tower, just Tom Vassell wrote reviews. Um, The Dice Tower itself became a podcast a a few years later. And then the name came and then the video showed up around 2010, no, 2009. Sorry. So what year did you start podcasting? It was around 2004. Five, I think I don't remember wow, the exact okay. year. Yeah, and wow. do you so have you've been podcasting for a minute? Do you have your exact count of board game reviews? Do you know? Uh, no, it is. Uh, I apologize, I don't remember. It's somewhere it's between high. four and five thousand, maybe. Yeah, that's a, a lot, lot of board games. That's a lot. So. I <laughs> there comes a point where I stop counting. I distinctly remember 
when I I I I reviewed my thousandth game. Yeah. Okay, that was a big deal. Yeah. Um and I'm looking right now on Board Game Geek, I've ranked six thousand six hundred games. Wow. So I haven't reviewed all of those. So yeah. five thousand sounds right. Yeah. Oh, sounds like a good number. Uh, according to Board Game Geek, I've yeah, it's between five and six thousand. I don't we, know. We should we should get you a banner that says uh, "Happy Five Thousandth Ish Board Game Review," just to make <laughs> sure we've covered something you know nearby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this way, it's close. It's in the ballpark. Exactly. So, Tom, uh, this show is all about us pitching board games, and surely one of these two board games will become your new favorite game. It'll fit snugly in somewhere in there in one of those 6,000 reviews or so that you've done. Um, and so tonight, you're actually going to rate, you're going to vote which of these is the least crappy board game. So the theme you picked is grocery stores. That was your theme. So uh, we've got two grocery store themed games that we're going to pitch to you. And then uh, feel free to ask questions as you wish, sir. All right. I'll be kind, probably, maybe. Uh, yeah. I don't feel like you need to be kind. You can if you want. But I right. mean, speaking of Reiner earlier, we just had Reiner on and he basically made Rick cry. So it was pretty nice. It was a yeah. good episode. Sometimes in life, you got to cry over things that you spend five minutes on. It's what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. So we ask a question of our guest host uh, from a list of 250 random questions uh, before we get into the pitches. What is the most beautiful place you've ever been? What is the most beautiful place you've ever been? Oh, wow. The uh, Maybe. That's a tough one. I've been to a lot of really beautiful places. I'm going to go with the beaches. In Malaysia. Okay. Very nice. It does sound nice. I'm going to sit back and think about it. While Ryan pitches, I'll just be thinking about the beaches of Malaysia. Okay. You want me to go first, Rick? Sure. Um, I mean, I'm already on a beach somewhere. So, yeah. Okay. All right. So, my game is called The Stock Market. You're stocking the local market. Oh, Oh, oh geez. When what can I start I... criticizing? Yeah. Uh, no, no. Just just wait till the end of the pitch. Oh, it'll God. it'll happen quickly. It'll be hap- It'll be quick and painful. So oh. players are given a single board that mirrors the shelf of a local grocery store. Players are given objective cards at the beginning of the game with specific goals that they can meet for bonuses at the end of the game. In each round, players draft two polyomino pieces from the center of the table. These are pieces that are randomly drawn out of a bag to start the round. This will be various pieces. Some will be square. Some will be L-shaped. So you're going to have a lot of variety in this bag. Um, there will always be double uh, the number of piece, uh, the number of players plus two so that there will always be two pieces remaining and go back into the bag at the end. After drafting, players must add this Tetris-like piece to their board, filling the shelves of their store. The tiles have various grocery store items and food staples, and grouping items with other like items will give bonuses for careful planners. The boards are going to have variable setup so different arra- for different arrangements on the shelves. So some players may have a large area for stacking similar goods, while another area of their shelf will have uh, tiny, narrow shelving units that they're going to have to figure out how to fit pieces in between. 
Similar to a game like Baron Park, once a shelf is near capacity, they can draft a second shelf to add to the right or left of their board. And this matters because keeping similar goods grouped together can give those bonuses that I mentioned earlier. Once the center of the table can't be refilled with the number of tiles needed, the game comes to a close. The gold cards in the beginning of the game will be a, will award points in various ways. One player may get bonuses for stocking dishwashing liquid, while another's given points for arranging three different types of pasta on their shelves. This game is called the stock market. Uh, a couple questions. Yes, sir. Um, does each player have their own grocery store, or are they in the same one? Let's say their own grocery store. This way, you're not competing with your fellow stock people. You know that would be a little weird. You know, so each person has they're stocking their own grocery store. righty. and do the people own their store, or are they just a lowly employee in the store? I think they're a lowly employee. I think uh, I think they've been told to stock the shelves. That's how that's how come you get the tuna fish next to the toilet paper sometimes. You know. You, you can't be a store owner and stock that way. So. All right. Okay. Rick, what you got? Oh, do I need to get off the beach now? Is that something yes. I should do? Oh, okay. Because yes. I wasn't listening to you at all. Um, oh. So, I mean, I was in my mental space. All right. Grocery stores. So, these days, fewer and fewer people are going to the grocery store. Social distancing is a heck of a thing, but also people are just busy sometimes. And services like ClickList and Instacart are becoming more and more popular in which you make a grocery list online and then someone else goes and gets your groceries for you and delivers them to your car or to your home. Well, we don't want people to lose that exhilaration that comes from picking out your groceries. So we're going to bring that experience to your house with Instacart the game. And yes, we're totally going to have a license. Um, This is a real-time game in which players are the shoppers seeking to fulfill the grocery requests of different customers. This game will come with several different scrolls, which will unfurl to display a bunch of different products that could be for sale. We'll also be partnering with different companies, maybe to get their actual products on these scrolls to get even more money. I mean, not money, realistic feel to the game. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, Setup will involve taking these scrolls and hanging them in different places throughout your play area or your house just to simulate the process of having to go up and down the aisles of a grocery store. Each player will also use their phone as a scanner, which will enable them to mark that they have picked up the items that the customers are looking for. Uh, Customers are represented by cards that are dealt out in the middle of a table, and players will scan a code on the customer to take on their list. Once the time begins, players will race around trying to scan the items that the customer has requested. From time to time, uh uh-oh, that product is out of stock and you'll need to look around for the other items to determine what would be a good substitute. Also, uh uh-oh, you got a message from the customer asking for a last-minute addition, and you'll need to make sure that you get that added to the list. Players will be rated based on the accuracy of their order, and this will determine how much of a tip they receive. Once you complete an order, you have to race back to the table, deal out three more cards, and select which of those three orders you would like to fill. Play continues for 15 minutes, at which point the player who has collected the most money wins, and the Kickstarter version... It's going to feature fancy scanner guns that you can plug into your phone so it feels more realistic. And then in the <laughs> super ultra deluxe game, you'll be challenged to actually go to a grocery store, pick up the items, and deliver them to a person's house. And that'll, of course, cost you extra. That is Instacart the game. What's the age range on this game? Um, well, child labor laws say that it's 15 and up. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. And what's the pricing? On the game? 
on the game, I'd say, you know, we'll, we'll start at, uh, $39.99. Um, but if we get enough of those corporate sponsorships, you know, we might be able to bring that price down. You know, if we're, mm-hmm. if we're scanning cola versus if we're scanning Pepsi, you know, those will be, that'll kind of impact our bottom line. Mm-hmm. And all right, let me see here. Uh, yeah, da 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 How many players? You know, as many. I think we can we can have quite a few players because we just need phones. Um, so you know, we'll say up to eight, three to eight players. I mean, actually, we could totally do a solo game. You just try to get the best, you know, best score that you can get in the fifteen. That'd be the minutes. worst solo game ever. You know, sometimes, I mean, isn't that what Instacart is? If you work for Instacart, you're playing the, the solo version. All right. So, Tom, these were two pretty amazing game pitches. I mean, I, I don't need you to say it, but uh, I'll say it for you. Um, so, Tom, do you feel like you have a clear and concise winner out of the two of these? Well, let's talk about this. All right. So, okay. first we have, um, uh, I, I'm... Ryan, I, I'd prefer not to say the name of your game. I'm giving your name a two out of ten. Oh uh, no! Just straight off the thing because it's a misleading. It's misleading. It's bad, and I'm not giving it a one out of ten because You're there are stocking some horrific the market. Games. No. Yeah. Okay. So Polyominoes <laughs> is Polyominoes is a little overdone at this point, but it that's is, it is. But that's fine. I mean, there's some interesting ideas here, um, although. My biggest concern with your game is if I feel like mm-hmm. you don't know anything about a grocery store. Um, the, the goal of a grocery store <laughs> it's been a while is since we've been to those, so it's it's been three months. It's, the goal of the grocery store is not to fill shelves; it's to fill shelves properly. Like you didn't mention anything about how it's important to put uh, the goods that people want in hard to reach places or where mm. they go in the aisles on the store. You know, you're like, oh, group like items next to each other, and then you talk about something weird like tuna fish next to toilet paper. Like anyone ever actually sees that? No, that's just something <laughs> comics talk about in stand up routines, um, yes. or you find at your local Seven Eleven. But, uh, yeah, so the, the shelf space is actually a really interesting thing. There's actually an interesting game that could be made from this because there's a pretty strong war that people don't know about behind the scenes where the different companies are fighting for it. Like in the potato chip mm-hmm. aisle or the bread aisle, the companies are fighting for shelf space. My dad would come home uh, and he would be happy that he had got an extra foot of shelf space at the local store uh, nice. delivering the food there. So that's a pretty big deal. This might sound a little too simple. Um, and then you mentioned that there's bonuses for getting a certain type of good. That's thematically stupid, um, mostly because, you know, like, why would I want to have more tuna fish than the other store? That doesn't make any sense. I just want to have the best prices. But You're the still, tuna fish leader. <laughs> still, yeah. it's a, the whole thing's a decent idea, um, filling up the shelves. Okay, so that's Ryan's game. Uh, Rick, uh, your game, Instacart the game. Now, this is a thing that's a little bit foreign to me because while I understand the very much usefulness of Instacart and all. I very much prefer to pick out my own groceries if at all possible, oh. but I get it. All right. So um, your game's a real time game here um, in which you are basically making human beings do chores. And yep. you uh, are obviously not friends with many gamers because you talked about something about running around in the house. Oh, that's true. <laughs> um, so I, I, I get that. Um, and then you also were under the, some apparent delusion that if you put people's names in a game they will pay you rather than you paying out the nose to them but you keep mm-hmm. thinking that it's a very positive outlook and i appreciate yeah. that in yeah. life um 
why were you talking about scrolls? Is, was, is Moses in this game? I'm a little confused. <laughs> yes, yes. That's uh, um, Kickstarter Extra. You get uh, Moses as a, as a mini. We don't know why, and it serves no purpose, but certainly. Yes. So you mentioned scrolls, and then you also mentioned scanning stuff. So I was a little caught in between 4,000 years of history. Mm-hmm. But I think what you meant is that you're hanging things in the wall, and people are running around and scanning them. And then you said something like the laughable price of $39.99. I, now, for both of you, I wrote down notes as I was going through these. Um, here at the bottom okay. of this, on, on Rick's paper, I just wrote, I hate this. Um, <laughs> at the bottom, because uh, I really feel like you went out of your way to make something that was pretty terrible. I mean, you're talking about a real-time game where I have to get off my fat butt and run around the house, try not to break something or each other. Then I thought, oh, maybe it's a kid's game. But no, you said it's 15 plus. Um, And then you're going to run out of stock because if there's one thing human beings like, it's being told something's out of stock. And then a customer from it, why not just have your spouse also message you and remind you that you forgot to get Pepsi at the store one minute after you got into the car and then going home. And then you have to decide if it's worth turning around to go back and get that or to go home and face the inevitable wrath of that person. Yes. I might be getting off topic. Um, (laughs) Sounds like grocery shopping to me. It it does. Uh, So, yeah. Uh, Ryan, your, your game is not anything that I think is amazing or good, but comparatively, holy grail. Ryan, your game wins. Just change the name. Congratulations, <laughs> so much. Yes, Aww. that was that was fun. I really enjoyed hearing your notes and how terrible these are both. The these are both really awful. Of the-, the thing is, you don't you don't get to normally say that sort of thing to people, right? You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Someone yeah. shows you your their game. It's like when someone shows you a baby. You're like, well. But when I get to see prototypes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I also Does this love... feel good to you? Does this feel good to you, though? This is very cathartic. Like, uh, that's good. That's good. See, what's funny from your comments about Ryan's game and not him not understanding how grocery stores work is that the other game pitch he did was about bagging groceries, and he started to talk about, like, the eggs are on the bottom, and then you put the heavy stuff on top. And he also talked about how the baggers were competing against each other to bag groceries. And we're like, Ryan, you have never been to a store. So I'm starting to think that that actually might be true, that Ryan has never entered a grocery store in his entire life. These, he's like an alien visiting. You sound like you're from Third Rock from the Sun. That you're like those rich people who don't know what the cost of a gallon of milk is. Yes. Right? Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. right? <laughs> right. Is that it? Yeah. yeah. Have you guys heard of cow's okay. milk? It's amazing. Uh, so good. Oh, man. Oh, that's good. So, Tom, where can people find the Dice Tower? Oh, pretty simple. Just dicetower.com. And with a website there with all sorts of links to all the different things that we do. Or you can just type in the yep. name of a game and a review, and there's a chance we've reviewed it. <laughs> there's a very good chance that you reviewed yes. it. Very cool. Very cool. So, Tom, thank you so much for taking time for us tonight. Thanks for coming on the show, and thank you for your swift and decisive judgment for the stock market. The no, he said you had to change the, the name if you were going to win. So I think you have to stop referring oh, geez. to okay. the The game formerly known as the stock market. So. And uh, after the show, I'll be sure to do some research and some YouTubing of grocery stores so I get a better understanding next time we pitch.
So, uh, Tom, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, remember, head out to uh, head out and find Dice Tower. Find them online. Subscribe to their YouTube channel. They deliver a ton, a ton of great video content. And uh, check out one of those five thousand reviews that Tom's done. Um, you can find out our find out one board family stuff and find our podcast at oneboardfamily.com. And uh, until next time, we'll see you at the table. Punchboard Media, where we all bring something to the table. Pull up a chair at punchboardmedia.com. Punchboard